Welcome to this four-part series, a collaboration between the Learning Future and the Metapraxis Project, run by ASA, the Association of Independent Schools South Australia. In partnership with Michael Bunce, a thought leader and academic, we'll discuss the idea of metadisciplinarity and metapraxis. This idea will need integrate the development of knowledge and understanding that calls us to learn how to learn. You'll hear from practitioners working on the ground to experiment with these ideas and bring kind of these future orientations into their work. We hope you enjoy this four-part series. Okay, I'm Karen Schoff. I'm Director of Learning Innovation um, from Good Shepherd Lutheran Primary School, Paravista. I've been in the school, this is my 11th year in the school. Um, the Parav uh, Good Shepherd has grown um, over 40 years and so we now have begun an ELC. This is our second year with an ELC. So with the ELC we're just over 500 students. Uh, we're within the Lutheran system and we have a really tight network with the um, Lutheran primary schools and secondary school in the northern suburbs. And so that's really important to us in um, being able to support learners from three different Lutheran primary schools through to their secondary. Um, we have a really strong focus on inquiry um, and obviously service learning through our Christian Studies program. Uh, that's a really big part of who we are and being community has been a really big flavour and been the narrative of who we've been um, over the 40 years. We've just celebrated our birthday a few weeks ago and that was incredible to hear the stories um, and to hear how those beautiful values which began the school of faith and service continue to this day. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And I'm Veronica Crilly, um, and I'm from St John's Grammar School. Uh, I teach Year 4. Um, St John's Grammar School is in a lovely environment up in um, Belair in, in the hills, uh, right near Belair National Park. Um, and we go across from the ELC all the way to Year 12. We have three campuses. Um, and yeah, we, we definitely utilise the Blair National Park. We've got lots of signature experiences where we um, visit the park, um, which is connected to um, all, all year levels across the junior school. Great, thank you, Veronica. Joanne. And I work with Veronica, and I am the coordinator for innovation and literacy at the junior school. And yeah, we're just, yeah, Veronica said it all. So, Julianne, um, uh, if you could um, tell us about what Metapraxis is um, for you at St John's. So, thanks, Michael. Um, so, Metapraxis for us has just been a really golden opportunity for us for three years to have the opportunity to work with you. Um, but more importantly, we've also been able to work with um, staff. We've been able to get a team from the junior campus and the middle school campus to come together and really align our thinking around agency how we can build an agency, agency skills, and uh, get a common language in our school, and, uh, and how we can actually make this agency become multidisciplinary and getting the transfer of the skills. So teaching it explicitly, but then broadening it out uh, so that it can go into the other subject areas. Easier for us in the primary school, but the conversations that we've been um, enabled to have because of the Meded Praxis project has been really helpful for the middle school we feel as well excellent that's mm. really that's really good to hear yeah. and how in a, how have you sort of translated the the concept of of metapraxis into the school how, what were the ways in which you sort of tackled that initial yeah. initial idea so um that's been the really exciting part for us uh because we really had to take a, a step back and say, you know, what was the actual purpose in so far as it's all about the students, 
we really needed to um, upskill them into a future where they can actually pivot, be create, you know, really critical and creative thinkers, mm. uh, being able to problem solve, but more importantly, knowing how to and developing the skills. And so, so we really had to unpack those skills in the Metapraxis project and that really sort of evolved for us and um, it's more than the national curriculum, it's more than the general capabilities, it's we really had to think about quite broadly and authentically what those skills are and how those skills would develop from a, you know, a little four-year-old in ELC right through to the end of year 12 and so the Metapraxis project um, you know, at that beginning aim, you know, right at the beginning, three years ago, was all about those conversations for us. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Karen, could I turn to you and just um, ask the, the same question? You know, what, what was for you the sort of translation, what did metapraxis mean and how did that translate in, in your school context? Sure. Thanks, Michael. Um, at Good Shepherd, we'd been on a really, um, we'd been on a terrific journey re-evaluating and repurposing who we were. So we'd already gone through a great um, visioning, looking at our vision statement, our values, and developing these amazing learning principles, eight learning principles which underpin all of our learning. And we'd been dabbling in a whole lot of different um, PBL inquiry. We'd been in inquiry school for a long time, interdisciplinary. We'd been playing in lots of different spaces, but we needed something to really bring clarity and direction for us. So uh, Metapraxis came at the perfect time and although the word uh, freaked out uh, most of the staff, <laughs> as did a few, of the other, uh, a few of the other words, we needed glossaries and dictionaries, what it did was really helped us to dig down to what was most important for us and how we could really use those learning principles. So for us it was about developing a framework for learning and then everything that sat underneath and around that. So that's sort of our, our wonderful journey. Thank you. Well, that's really that's really good to hear. So just thinking about, um, you know, we, we talked about what metapraxis meant uh, in your school, but thinking about the vision um, of what that represented, so what you saw as the vision for your school in, in embarking on this three-year project. Um, if you could tell us a little bit about that, um, perhaps by answering you know, why Metapraxis now? What was important uh, about doing Metapraxis and embarking on this project at this point in time? Um, Veronica, could you tell us a little bit about um, that at St John's? Definitely. We had lots of conversations about what we would like the uh, St John's graduate to look like and, you know, what we actually valued, what, what we wanted um, to empower them um, with. Um, and thinking about the 21st century skills that they required and, and how um, life is very disruptive at the moment. Uh, there's lots of jobs that haven't been created yet. Um, we wanted students to be able to, to pivot and be flexible and critical thinkers, thinkers be creative. Um, so we had lots of discussions about you know, how we could actually do that, which is a pretty big conversation um, and pretty scary um, because we're treading into the unknown and we're not sure... Um, if what we decided would be correct. There's no um, test cases for this. There's no research um, that has been done on schools doing um, 
these sorts of um, agency skills. Mm. Uh, so we, yeah, in, embarked into the unknown um, and um, we were already dabbling, um, as Good Shepherd was doing, uh, with lots of different um, agency skills, but probably quite um, shallow in some, in some respects. Mm. Um, we needed a bit more rigour behind it, which is really important. We decided that students, you know, required certain skills to be able to then um, have true agency. Um, and then be able to um, be agents of change and be um, problem solvers and, and seekers. Mm. Um, so then we had a big conversation uh, about what we were currently doing and perhaps you know what, what we need to do as well to develop those programs. Um, and out of that, we um, came up with a great um, sequence of, of skills um, that progress from um, all the way from reception all the way to um, year 12. And, um, yeah, we, we built on that in terms of teachers in the classrooms with their programs. Uh, and um, we also then looked at the entrepreneurial pathways too. Uh, I know Joanne um, has got um, some, some great um, information about that. Um, so I might leave that for Joanne to, to mention. That, that's great. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And um, so, yeah, maybe Joanne, if you could tell us a little bit about, um, you know, what you hope to achieve in, in that, so in, the, in, in the vision of it and, and oh, okay. sort of so, leading off the idea of those 21st century skills. What was, the, what was the aim? What was the scope of the work? OK, so just picking up on what Veronica was saying. Yes, we want the skills um, to be embedded. We want it to be uh, in authentic programs for, so that every year level had an authentic uh, program where they get the opportunity to be explicitly taught these skills, but more importantly, opportunities where they can transfer into other areas of their learning as well. Uh, but once they had actually gone through a process, if you like, with, uh, we wanted it to be a lot more authentic than that. So uh, at St John's, in addition to the skills development framework, in addition to the programs that we've got in every year level now, which are very, very innovative in their own right, we've actually created a pathway so there will be a select number of students who will want to take their entrepreneurship or innovation to a whole new level mm. um, and into business and how do you do that and you know it hasn't been done before so we have been working and so it hasn't been done before in so far as a you know a definite pathway uh, so we've got authentic industry links we've actually partnered up with Flinders now and they've actually setting up they were in the process of them setting up a course where their students at university will mentor our students at St John's in these agency entrepreneurial uh, skills and then for that to culminate in these students to then present at a uh, investors fair so we're actually really excited about that mm, you know absolutely. so and, and to sort of have that where it's actually doable um, and everybody's on board, it's really, really exciting. It's exciting for our kids because, you know, their thinking is completely valued, their innovation is valued, and uh, we're all just here to support them thrive to become better thinkers, you know, and that's, yeah. that's our role. That's fantastic mm. to hear. That's fantastic. So the involvement of Flinders University is really the culmination of a lot of this this work in, in many ways because you've, you've sort of established a, a full school 
pathway and, yeah. and, and you're embedding then these external links in and that. Michael, just also in addition to Flinders University, who've just been amazing, we've, you know, in running in parallel with that, we've also developed industry links. Mm. So not only with Flinders Uni, uni but uh, with uh, Green Industries and with BAE and with Lot 14. And for those of you who are not Adelaidean, <laughs> Lot 14 is... Uh, a institution run by the South Australian government, and it's all set up to promote uh, enterprise and in innovation in South Australia. So we've actually connected up with them as well to provide us with uh, finances to de develop like a slush fund, if you like, to support our students at St John's when they do develop their uh, innovation projects. Because, you know, they're students and they don't have the funds to set up. Uh, the initial capital to get things up and running. Mm, so, mm. so it's kind of grown. Yeah, it's it's yep. actually really really grown a lot bigger than what we thought. But yep. um, at the at the base, like what Veronica was saying, it's just about that real authenticity. Mm. Uh, Those authentic skills and and and, exactly. and 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 sort of making the, the sort of labels of twenty first century skills. You know, That's the problem right. solving, the you know, creativity, collaboration, and so on, giving them real authentic depth. Um, and, and opportunities and, to practice and repractice mm -hmm. and transfer. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no, that's very important. And would you say then that the entrepreneurialism, sort of, or, or entrepreneurship, you know, as a as a process, emerged from that that initial work? A hundred percent. I yeah. think um, we got a lot more clarity. Do you know we had, as as we said, these we've had these dabblings and we had a basic understanding but it was only through conversation mm. and uh, and a real sort of rigour in the way that we looked at the skills that we actually were able to define them a lot more clearly yeah. so yeah. Uh, and I think in us becoming a lot clearer in those skills we've become better facilitators and so when we conference with our students mm. um, we're able to support them a lot more effectively, yeah. I think. And is that part of the authenticity, you think, that, that actually sort of modelling the skills development and 100%. learning for yourself as much as, yeah, as for students? Yeah, and, yeah. and I think the process that we expect our students to have gone on in the skill development, right, in the one that we've developed for our whole school, mm. we've pretty much gone on that same process in this metapraxis. Yeah. Because it's, you know, uh, what we feel that you have guided us in us developing the skills to become clearer in our thinking mm -hmm. and how we actually can promote this in our school and yep. our school context. So, and understanding how that can actually look different in every single school, mm. and that's totally okay. So, fantastic. Mm. Well, so, so maybe we, let's turn to um, Karen at Good Shepherd and, and, and ask you uh, about the vision for Metapraxis for you and, you know, th thinking in terms of it being, you know, different for a different school. Um, so, so why Metapraxis for, for Good Shepherd? Sure. As I said before, we've been on a journey um, to develop our learning principles and that had been significant because that had, um, all key stakeholders were a part of that journey in developing those. And out of our eight learning principles, we developed with the parents, with the students and with the staff a charter, so an accountability for, for parents and accountability for staff and students around what we believed about these um, aspirational um, learning principles. Mm -hmm. So that set up a great framework. At the same time, we'd been working really closely with Ron Richard in the Cultures of Thinking project, and that was also really um, pivotal in us changing our language around learning. So the learning principles and the Cultures of Thinking project really help us, helped us to cement 
what we understood about the dispositions, the capabilities, all those beautiful things um, that have been spoken about already that were really important to us and how did that look in our context. Mm. So we had been running for a while with a, a great framework around critical and creative thinking and that had been happening for a long time before these learning principles. And out of that, at the same time as the cultures of thinking, um, our students went on a great um, inquiry project around sustainability. And from it grew an aquaponics project, which was driven by students. And we won an amazing grant, um, neighborhood grant, to develop this huge aquaponics system. And that came from eight, year five and six kids looking mm. at what it meant to have sustainable farming practices in mm. the city. Mm. And so that showed us the power of inquiry, the power of community, the power of investigation, especially questioning and crit mm. critical and creative thinking. So it was the time for us to really narrow down what it was we wanted to focus on. Um, that's why Metapraxis was so important for us. So the vision through that was to come up with this framework about who we are, we didn't want to be a PYP school, and that was by choice, where a lot of schools around us were doing that, and that's terrific, but for us, we wanted it to be about who we were in our own mm. context. So mm. what does inquiry look like? How can, we, how can we focus on those skills and dispositions across all learning areas, and how can it become just everyday language mm. for our staff and our students, you know? How wonderful for a student to sit and not take out a maths book or not take out a writing book, but to take out their project-based learning question book for the term and everything that they record, everything that they play with, all of the mistakes they make. Everything is in one book. So it was a real shift away from silo thinking, a real shift towards those, um, those dispositions that just sit and embed everything. And that was really exciting. And I guess the other part of the vision was leadership had sat in this space for ages and I'd been on the leadership team and that had been probably my vision, but it needed to be the vision of the staff. Mm. So how did we do that? So, and that's part of the process, which we'll probably talk about later, but how did it become something that the staff really owned and how did they really believe in it? How did they feel okay to make mistakes in that space and then pick up and pivot and and move to you know move in other directions? So that was important for us too. We wanted everyone to own this journey, and so that's why the Metapraxis came at that right time <laughs> for us at Good Shepherd. That's great, and I and I can you know you hear themes already of authenticity mm -hmm. and d mm -hmm. sort of depth and and the idea of embedding these skills um, as part of a culture of of, of learning, which yeah. um, you know I, I think is sort of tangible in the work that you're you're, you're doing now, um, and you know I suppose there was some motivation in that from the beginning in the in the vision of that you know this idea of what the project represented for you as teachers and, and leaders. Mm -hmm. um, you know, did you see it as professional learning? Was it a kind of improvement strategy? Was it innovation? What, what, what were you What were you hoping it would it would do for the school and for you as a as a as a sort of culture of learning, um, Karen? Probably uh, all three. Okay. <laughs> Actually, because. Uh, you know, there's always a, a fairly high turnover of staff. Mm -hmm. And so from the professional learning perspective, the more people we have sharing the vision and being part of that journey. So for me, I have um, a learning innovation team, so the old curriculum team, um, 
works with me and we have somebody from each stage represented. We have stages of learning rather than years of learning at Good Shepherd. And so those people became the champions. And so they really grew professionally in uh, leadership strategies and dealing with change leadership. They grew in being able to speak this language of learning in, mm. a, in a leading way to be able to walk alongside staff. So I guess in professional learning, that was very, really important and to bring the rest of the staff along. And with that sat things like student agency, professional learning around student agency over quite a number of years to support staff, to bring along new staff that walked into the school that had no idea what we were talking about. Um, but to also keep embedding a, a practice um, mm. within our school that we really valued. Mm. Mm. Uh, it was also strategic thinking, culture of thinking was part of our strategic vision for learning. Yeah. So that was part of our, um, our board's decision too, to, to promote and grow that in our school. So that was a strategic vision as well. Mm -hmm. And St. And, and John's Julianne, would you like to pick up on that? Just the idea for you, for the school, you know, what... Um what did it represent for you as an opportunity um, in leadership and in, in the teaching space? Thanks, Michael. So um, very similar. We had a very, very strong thinking skills program, uh, which taught a lot of, sort of the critical and the creative thinking. Um, and we had a lot of staff that were already upskilled in that space. So what does this program, off what did it offer in addition to that? Uh, well, we sort of... We, ha we had experts come in, uh, not only from the Metapraxis project, but we had entrepreneurs come in and whenever we had our innovation staff meetings, they would actually talk to our staff about purpose and about why do it. Mm. And they talked about their skills and their, um, their challenges. And I think our staff then were able to just get the fact that it's uh, a real it's a real program, it's mm. an organic program, it's sort of living. And in terms of having our teams and upskilling our um, teachers in that professional development space, we tended to have a junior primary because the skills that they went from were, were, were in the R2 space, then we had the 3, 4 and then the 5, 6. Mm. And mm. so uh, we had a lot of, sort of support and teaching in around that space. Mm. Great, thank you. That's mm. great. And, and Veronica, is there anything that you would add to that in terms of the you, you know how it rep represented a sort of opportunity for innovation or professional learning um, yeah it was super exciting because we were um, given an opportunity to just give it a go and you know, we, we know that we we still need to um, be accountable um, and we still need the explicit teaching um, that's really important following mm -hmm. the curriculum um, but this was yeah, great that management allowed us the chance to yeah trial something mm -hmm. and um, there's no right or wrong way to go about it um, and developing a, a program that will support students for their future is yeah, super exciting. Mm. It's um, yeah, very innovative, innovative and it's a great way to, um, um, to, to really empower students mm. as well. So I guess that, that was what was driving a lot mm -hmm. of the teachers mm. and they could see um, the purpose behind it. That yeah. it, it was a really important thing to um, to to be able to create and, and collaborate and, and, to, and to follow these skills as well. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess um, 
we really thought about the student, the student first, the student skills mm-hmm. first. So that that really drove the program. It didn't matter about the content; it was just about the skills for yeah. us. And, and then, it, sorry, go on, Jeff. Oh, sorry, I just wanted to sort of say, and we're actually sort of seeing uh, the impact of that now, um, because I think you know we've been this has been in place for a couple of years, and when you know we sort of at at, at St John's when you're sort of living and breathing it, um, it just becomes part of your everyday. It's when we actually have the entrepreneurs come in and see what our kids are doing. It's when we actually have the university come in and see what we're doing and just getting blown out of the water by uh, how the students are so articulate and owning and uh, how it's just a very, very sort of real process for them. Uh, That's actually what you sort of know that it's actually got powerful impact. Mm -hmm. Mm. Thank you. So in, in, in your interpretation of the model, I mean, I'm hearing a lot of, you, you know, this idea that there's space and scope to be able to explore, to, to, to um, as you say, you know, feel empowered to, to try things out, try to, to innovate um, in the learning space. Um, that initial process, so in, in, in thinking about how do we take these skills and integrate them within, within a project-based learning framework, perhaps, or within an entrepreneurship framework, um, what did you choose to do first? So what, in that first interpretation of that process, what was the first thing that you did thinking back to the first year? Um, and, and, and of course, this is also relating to the, the concept of metapraxis. You know, the word itself is quite a, a, a sort of tangle in your mouth somewhat. And, um, you know, this idea that, it, though, that what, what it represents is this kind of integration of theory and practice um, with a, ref, a, a key reflexive uh, edge to it. So this metacognitive, reflexive part of the process. Um, so how, how did you first interpret the, the project? What was the... F- the starting point for you in your school. Um, Karen, if you could tell us a little bit about that. Um, Love to. Thank you, Michael. Um, I think, first of all, we, when we looked at a transdisciplinary approach, we had been doing that already, but it had been around content, around curriculum areas focused. So we decided to, if we were going to be true to the project and true to what we really believed, we needed to actually map our learning principles and unpack statements around what they meant so that when teachers were planning across disciplines and certainly they had the content, we have the content from the Australian curriculum, we wanted to take away the focus of the content and we wanted to focus on mapping those transdisciplinary skills um, from our learning principles across all learning areas. So we approached it by looking and unpacking and interrogating our learning principles and mapping those so when we planned our inquiry units, whether it be project-based, whether it be um, design thinking, whether it be an inquiry focus like the Kath Murdoch model, whichever it was, we were able to map our learning principles so we were really being accountable to understanding that language and, and what they were for us. So that was a bit of a shift for teachers because they're very good at being able to pluck out content and see how it fits and work that across a curriculum area, across a, um, a unit of work. But to be able to map the learning principles across those um, learning areas took a lot more work. So that was great. We really interrogated what we had believed about learning. And out of that um, flowed a lot more discovery around student agency and how that connected with our critical and creative thinking skills um, and what it really meant to be, what student agency really meant for us. 
Um, so that's been a really great find. So our approach was to first of all unpack our learning principles, um, make them a language that was accessible for students and for staff and then be able to map those across our, our learning units. Thank you, thank you. Mm. Um, and um, Veronica and Joanne, if, if you could uh, sort of talk about the same thing really, you know, how did you first, um, what was the first thing you did to translate the concept and the design model of Metapraxis into, into yeah. your, your, your context? We were really fortunate because our team was across campuses. So um, the Metapraxis team had um, teachers from the junior school and the secondary school, which gave us the whole um, perspective. And that's really where we started on, on the skills. And we looked at the programs that we already had running and what skills um, students um, were, were um, exposed to in those. And then I guess we needed to fill the gaps. Um, and that's where we had those conversations about what's, what skills are, are important to us mm. for our St John students. Mm. Um, Joanne? Yeah, so, um, and in addition to that, because we actually had a number of our staff um, had done a lot of, you know, we've done master's studies in this space, um, we sort of came with a lot of that sort of research about what the skills mm -hmm. were kind of needed for the future, 21st century. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and we also visited a lot of schools too, and there weren't a lot of schools who were doing this, but um, there certainly was one uh, up in Queensland and over and also in Victoria, mm -hmm. um, and we were fortunate enough to be able to visit those schools and piggyback off their thinking as well. Mm -hmm. But at St John's, we then uh, sat down and we sort of designed the skills around three broad areas, being discover, generate and innovate. Um, and what were the skills around discovering a concept, uh, then generating the idea and then innovating. And then just like um, Karen was saying at Good Shepherd, we had to unpack that and mm. put that into user-friendly speak for both mm. teachers and our students. Mm -hmm. And what would that look like in a ELC classroom and what would that look like in a year 11 classroom and the complexity that mm -hmm. would go when you're going on that type of scope and sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And we also looked at signature experiences as well um, in each year level and um, also the space as well, so timetabling it and where um, students could actually um, learn these skills mm. within the school environment mm. as well. Mm. Excellent. That's really, that's really, you know, powerful to hear. And I think, you know, there's... Um, in a way, what I was presenting at the beginning was a lot of empty boxes, I think, you know, lots of diagrams, lots of space in them. And the idea was signalling all the time about, you know, OK, so what are you going to put in that space? And, and how does, how do the, what are the relationships between these different elements? So, you know, thinking about, you know, the, the, the phases of, mm -hmm. of, of, of a kind of learning process that you then were able to scope and characterise. And similarly at, at Good Shepherd, um, Karen, you know, this idea that, you had to take staff and teachers on on a journey, really, to get to a point of understanding that you that the, the curriculum had sort of flipped in a way. So it wasn't content focused; yes, it was yes. more skills focused. And so, how yes. then do you distribute that um, in, in your learning design and, mm. and, and, and and the activities that students are engaged with? Um, that's that I remember finishing the, the first um, phase of the project um, with a poster display that, where I asked you to sort of, you know, characterise what, what it is you felt that you'd, um, you'd been able to scope and come up with as that, as that first response. Mm. Um, so what was that experience like, uh, Karen? Oh, that was funny because I was actually away, I think, on long service leave when my team were able to do that. And 
it was really good that they had to do that, I think, without having a leadership person on the mm. team. And they're really proud of the poster. They're really proud of the thinking that went into it. And I think that was a really pivotal moment for them when they really owned the project themselves. Mm. And um, I'm just so thankful that happened when I was away because <laughs> um, it, in one way it threw them in the deep end, but they were so empowered already to do that and they mm. knew... And they had the same vision, so that was exciting. So I think from that moment on, from poster moment on, they have really owned the project too. Mm. And even though we've had a few team members change, uh, that was exciting because they could see where we'd come from and they could see the important building blocks um, to get us to that point, I think, was a really great experience for them. Mm. And St John's, how was that for you? Mm. It's been great to have those conversations. It really refined our thinking and um, it put everything together. Um, so it was, it, was, it was great reflection for us um, and it just um, solidified um, everything that, that we had um, discussed across, across campuses and um, finalised things. And, and we did change things. We had conversations um, about the the way it looked um, and icons and all of that um, and bridging and things, didn't we, Joanne? It was, it was yeah, it was great to have those conversations um, with our whole team. Yeah, I, I loved the fact that it was just very collaborative mm. and we had people from leadership and non-leadership and we were mm. just all in it together. Mm. And uh, it was just because I think we had pockets across the school of agency and just to sort of then bring it all together and say, actually, as a whole school, mm. isn't this fantastic? What is it going to look like? What's our vision? Uh, it really set us on a great path. Yeah, that's, mm. that's good. And I was, I was sort of playing a bit of a trick with it. If you remember, there was a, an idea that I was sort of setting you a task and, mm. and you know, that, that the poster becomes a frame for that task. And we kind of then that tipped into exploring, yeah. you know, what, that, what does that mean when we set tasks for students when we when we uh, set up an assessment frame um and and i you know remember that being a really rich uh experience you know to, to sort of take to go through that and look at look at that what that was but it's good to hear that actually in in a you know perhaps in a traditional way it also did galvanize and, and crystallize your thinking and put 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 in place a, a sort of opportunity for you to to collaborate across the, the school um and very much you know that that was clear in in the work that you you know presented I, I think as well um that that idea of sort of flipping that that concept getting into uh, this idea of um the well the idea of equity really and thinking about what's 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 a fair sort of situation when we're thinking about learning um also was, that was one of the key values that we put in into the, the project, this idea that there should be equitable access not only to, to knowledge and content and, and, the, and but also to skills and to, to tools of interpretation. And um, So that, that I, I think, was, was a key driver, that poster moment in, in the next phase. Perhaps you could tell us a little bit, a little bit about uh, the school journey um, and your story from that point onwards, so from the poster display, which is at the end of year one, could you take us through, sort of chart the course of the next two years? Um, and I know that sounds like a long time, but charting that course, you know, there's a lot to say, but, but to say, effectively tell the story of the, the project from that springboard moment on, onwards. Mm. Um, 
Joanne, would you like to, okay. to begin? So uh, that idea of, okay, so we've got a very clear vision. We've got pockets of practice. We've now got a skills framework. We've got our staff on board. We've got people understanding what these skills are. We're in agreement that these are the skills that we want to um, support our students with to help them uh, to become, you know, knowledge divers or innovators or problem seekers. It was all about then uh, piloting programs that develop these skills. What does that look like? You know, that was a big question. What does that actually look like? It was, I mean, it was, it was a great discussion around really looking to the future um, and thinking about those skills and then consolidating the skills. But then, yeah, how do you actually put that into a program that's meaningful for these different year levels? And teaching them in a way that uh, connects to them and, you know, they feel empowered to want to run with it. So the next stage for us was to then develop these signature experiences. And I just want to pick up on a point that you were sort of saying before to um, Michael and that whole notion of flipping that taxonomy, mm. right? And so that the, you know, we do focus on the skills and not the content. Mm. And you're 100% correct when uh, we say that, you know, teachers can actually focus in on the content first. So for our staff, swapping it around was, you know, it's like a backup by design. It's, mm. it's just so powerful. Mm. And mm. so we've come up with uh, these programs and to sort of uh, plug the, the gaps, if you like, and we have now just gone through a piloting of those programs mm. the last couple of years. Mm. We've had reflections around those programs and how we can improve, but um, exciting. I mean, we, we have some of these programs present at Festival Ideas. We have some of these programs that uh, students run their own uh, agency, uh, their action around what they've sort of come up with. So we've been really pleased mm. uh, from, from the poster onwards. Excellent. Mm. And it's like using the analogy of the, um, the mountain where we went for mm. the, the first year was like the day hike mm. uh, yeah. and then we yeah, reached the summit um, and then we realised actually <laughs> we need to um, go to the dip and we're going up the incline for the next couple of years. Mm. That's when the real, real work, I guess, mm. uh, happened when we were doing the planning and um, creating the programs and actually giving, giving them a go. Um, and trialling them and then and then having the um, the extra year as well was great because we're refining mm. I think and that's that's where we're sort of heading to now we're actually yeah. we've done the programs two years in a row and we can see that um, there are improvements to be made and mm. um, further work to be done but yeah. Um, but we're yeah, we're really, I guess, looking at the impact yeah. of that and, and um, you know, what is impactful, what's not impactful as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you, so the, you know, the poster was, a, was capturing the vision and then from there you've, you've established prototypes that, of what that looks like. 100%. Um, and, and I think, you know, it sounds like what you're saying really here is that there's a sort of parallel process of discovery for students and teachers mm. and, and, and you know you're putting in place mm. ways of supporting teachers in that that transfer transformation of their teaching practice exactly and so if we were to look at sort of the framework that we've sort of developed exactly mm. what you're saying mm. you know we had to go through a discovery process ourselves mm. understand the knowledge and do our own research and mm. what then what does it look like how would we generate some prototype program something new yeah um, we have to refine it we have to seek feedback we have to have the conversations with our students and teachers and you know and for it to be truly transformative or innovative um, we are at that stage of um, how is it evolving from this point? Mm -hmm. You know, not only the uh, programs themselves, but how do our teachers evolve from this point? 
do you know? How does that sort of reach out across the school into mm. other programs? What happens for the students? Do you know? How do they evolve from this point and mm-hmm. how do they feel empowered? So you're absolutely correct. You know, the process that we're asking the students, we're on that exact parallel journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's, that's really lovely to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Karen, could you take us through um, your, that, like the sort of from that poster sure. moment onwards um, for the two sure. years? Thank you, Michael. We have, since the poster moment, we have worked, I guess we've um, jumped into some spaces that I didn't possibly expect we would, but that's because it's driven by the team of teachers. So I've really mm. valued their leadership in that and they're working with the rest of the staff. So that voice was really important. So I guess um, because it was a learning framework, we looked at understanding the language And so we actually did that by um, creating an amazing uh, learning wall in our school. So staff can sit in front of it for planning, but more so it's there for everyone who comes into the school to see. So our journey of of inquiry and how important those skills are across all learning areas in a unit of work. And then we also developed a unit evaluation around one of the... um, around one of the performers that you had, one of the boxy performers. And it was from service to deep um, understanding. And so the team really unpacked what what they wanted to reflect on at the end of every unit. So that was somewhere we went that I didn't actually expect, but I'm really excited that we did because they were holding themselves accountable to what we really believed. So that was terrific. and from there, we've seen some really rich units of learning happen. And we've also seen people come out at the other end going, oh, you know, the connections weren't really, they're a bit loose. You know, we didn't, we tried to force something when there was, there was no connection. So I love those reflection conversations that come out of evaluation because they feel, staff feel empowered to change and make those mistakes. Mm. And the, the students are the ones that drive that because they're the ones that see right through what your planning has been. So, you know, whether it's been uh, loose or not, the students will certainly tell you in, in, in whatever they are doing mm. in their learning units of inquiry. I think for me, the exciting part too that's come out of that is that the team were able to look at um, unpacking um, around the impact map and using mm. the impact map as a really focal point which we're now going to be really focusing on next year unpacking what that looked like for us so the impact map around students with special needs EALD um, looking at that with differentiation the impact map around the inquiry cycle the impact map, map around our learning principles the impact mm. map around content the impact map around agency or critical and creative thinking skills. Um, so we've got to the point now where what's so exciting is that through all of that, I sit and have a professional learning plan coaching session with a teacher and they just say, I can't wait to be able to map my students and see where they sit on this map mm. of agency. Mm. And I didn't ever think I'd hear them say that within three years and so Mm. that's really exciting Mm. or I can't wait to see how we have as a team a learning team where our planning sits if we're really focusing too much on content or if we're moving in and out of the quadrants of an impact map Mm -hmm. so that's where our project is going now around that mapping students staff professional learning and that language then is is really rich and is the language that's come out of our learning principles and this project 
Fantastic, mm. fantastic. I, I remember standing at the race course in Adelaide at the beginning talking about, um, you know, how there was a, there's a, there's a sort of uh, existential crisis um, and, and in doing this work, we're, we're kind of questioning expertise in teachers in some ways and saying, oh, well, you know, I'm an expert because I have knowledge in this area and that knowledge is related to then the yes. content of the curriculum which is planned through a sequence and so on and so forth so if we flip the curriculum there's almost a crisis in some ways for, for people who are beholden to that approach so uh anyway my, my mantra was well we need to develop expertise in transfer to what extent do you feel that you've got to that place or how far along the way where where do we need to go from here um Veronica. Yeah, transfer, that's a really interesting word. And, you know, are, are the skills being transferred or is it just in context to the program that they're doing? And I guess that's when you really have the biggest impact um, on the students. And um, we wanted to know, well, are, are these programs having an impact? Are the students actually developing these agency skills? Um, so we thought, well, do we assess on those skills? Um, we decided we'd like to map um, the agency skills like Good Shepherd was doing as well. Mm. Um, so that's just something new that we're, we've trialled um, this year um, and hopefully that can continue with them on, on their agency journey as well to um, individualise their skills and build on them as well. Mm. Um, and it's really powerful to see the students reflecting on their, their agency mm. and being able to identify identify the skills that they have and verbalise it and have that language um, and then building on it um, so that it is really yeah, impactful and, and, and they will transfer that mm. um, into their lives, hopefully. <laughs> I think that's a really important point because it's, you know, you set the conditions within a project, you set the conditions within a, a classroom experience or, you know, within a, even a, an external project. And, and, you know, how, do, how can you tell that those skills are being transferred and applied? Mm -hmm. um, it's easier if you set those conditions, I, I suppose, but that, that idea of, well, to what extent have students internalised those skills to be able to apply them and leverage them for those contexts that, that they encounter every day, as you say, in their, in their lives. And it's the same for our staff, isn't it, Veronica? Like it's, you know, for the skills that we're asking our students to learn, mm -hmm. uh, to be able to set clear learning intent and success criteria, to seek an expert, to make a prototype, to get the feedback, etc. we want all of those skills to be happening with our staff. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and that's risk-taking. I mean, I think with our students, because they're moving into a world where uh, they are, uh, encouraged to take risks. We run, you know, parallel wellbeing programs. You know, they feel a lot more confident within themselves to do this. I think sometimes for our, our staff, that's a much harder uh, thing to do with it's our staff. Unknown. It's the unknown. Mm -hmm. And so the power of this, and I think it's been the unknown uh, positive coming from this program, is by constructing this for our students, it's helped us to be really reflective on ourselves personally, but also as a staff. Mm. And it's, you know, it's walking the talk mm. uh, with our students as well as ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. You know, to go back to that authenticity. Mm. Mm. And Karen, how have you developed expertise in transfer? There's been a lot of support in terms of professional learning. There's been a lot of support in uh, conversation, in dialogue, in digging deep, in reflecting. Uh, there's been a lot of um, conversation around, uh, oh, is this the direction we should be going? And then, you know, for people to get to the end of a unit of work and see students' growth and see their absolute excitement of what they've been able to achieve, 
not because you're looking at the lens through the lens of content, but you're looking at through the lens of whether it be the agency or the communication, um, the critical and creative thinking, that, that whole area of thinking being valued, um, that's been really exciting. And so when teachers see that, they actually feel the same way. Mm. And that's been really lovely. It's like an awakening. I guess you could say a seed was planted and you know that something's going to grow. You've given it everything you can for it to grow, but you're not exactly sure how, how quickly it will grow or when the buds will appear or how many flowers will there be on, on, on that stem and so on. It's, a, it's been really beautiful to see our teachers flourish. Mm. And I'm really excited because in conversations with them, they, they are so excited when they see those children grow and flourish and sit in a space because they've been able to make mistakes, because they've been able to find problems and solve those problems as students and as staff. So mm. I'm really excited about that. Mm. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. And, and I think, you know, that empowerment, right. you know, you see that at all those levels yeah. and, and in leadership as well. Mm. Um, it, it's, there's a, there is a risk to mm. take in yes, this. Yes. And, you know, that, that was very much my intention from the beginning and you know these empty boxes these empty spaces for me I really truly believe that it's about leaving a gap for the learning to take place it's sort of like whereas if you're content driven there is a predictable path that you can go on and you can very you know accurately measure the degree to which a student has you know gone through those steps Um, it's less easy uh, you know perhaps in in, in these other skills, these sort of more complex capabilities or skills in interpretation, how do we measure those simple steps? Um, so there's a risk if you move into that yeah. space. And so therefore it's a multi-prong mm. approach, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And so, and and I think, again, that's been, um, I mean, we've understood it, but we really understand that now. Mm. Do you know that if we are developing agency, it's not just the agency skills in isolation. Mm. It's not just the critical and creative thinking in isolation. We actually need to have the well-being Mm. of the student um, very, very strong to be able to take a risk, to be able to Mm. uh, feel comfortable enough in their own skin, Mm. to be confident to seek an expert, Mm. to be able to be... um, uh, calm enough to have an awareness to be able to see a problem mm. but being proactive enough that they actually want to solve that problem yeah. do you know that they yeah. actually want to have service and uh, that that's the exciting part the fact that it's you know it's and it's messy sometimes mm. Michael isn't mm. it do you know it's mm. and it can and it gets that really in your gut of your stomach you do get that sometimes that uncomfortable feeling but that's that's where the well-being kicks in and you've mm. got that growth mindset mm. and you back yourself mm. and you back mm. the students learn to back themselves as people young people uh and our staff then that's when you make really good leverage and yeah. that's when it's really super exciting and for, for sure and yeah. and trust has so much to play in part, well, a part in that doesn't it yeah. and and you know risk is risk is always relative it's to how you feel, yeah. you know, confident, confidence for yourself, but also the trust you have in those that, that, that you're working with. And setting those safe parameters where you can actually take a risk mm. and run with an idea yes. or ask a question or whatever it be, and it's actually okay, mm. you know. It's mm. And hasn't that been a massive shift over over the mm. years, do you Absolutely. know, in, mm. in learning and education? And yeah. this is the exciting space. Yeah, you no, know, for to sure. Be in, definitely. Mm. If the risk is that you don't cover the content or that mm. you don't get 86% yes. in an exam, mm. you know, what is the value in that? 
I guess mm. is the question. Mm. And and whereas if we flip the curriculum that's around right. and we say, okay, well, look, actually you should take risks because that produces gaps, that creates gaps where learning can happen and you move and adapt and shift and change, you know, uh, uh, to apply that content in a different way perhaps. But it's mm. So it's still relevant, but it's... Uh, yeah, I think it's um, risk is very important in that, in that As space. As entrepreneurs say when they come to visit us, don't they, Veronica? That you know, it's got you've got to feel safe to fail, mm. and mm. you know, and and you know, just a whole thinking uh, mindset around that is just got to change, you know. And we just need to get a lot more upbeat in that space. Yeah. And these programs and this whole project has enabled our staff, but our kids to. Um, dabble in that space mm-hmm. more than dabble mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. you know really learn in that space and yeah. that that concept your interpretation of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. um, I get the sense that it's not only business related correct mm-hmm. so for us in that innovation um, we kind of we look at knowledge diving mm-hmm. and you know students can choose to sort of you know knowledge dive and you can get quite entrepreneurial in knowledge diving the more you know something the more you can actually have the wisdom to join the dots that could mm. produce something, you know. And some people just need time and space to be able to do that, really, don't they? Mm. And that's what this project's done for us mm. as adults, but mm. we need to give that to our students. Mm. And then when you look at the entrepreneurship and the innovation, well, that's a, that's a slight shift, but it's not overly dissimilar, mm. do you know? And yeah, they're, they're part of a creative process, I suppose, right. aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think that the, the thing about space is really important there, that leaving the gaps. Yeah. Um, you know, if you think about the word itself, like it's the idea of taking from between, like mm. finding finding something and in, this, okay in the gap. And just being yeah. okay with yeah. that. Just yeah. knowing that you will get there. Mm. Um, but we just, I think, uh, you know, sometimes people just want the answer and mm-hmm. um, because mm. of a whole range of reasons and I don't want to simplify those reasons at all and mm. I want to show full respect mm. to whatever the reasons that people feel those feelings mm. um, but in, in helping our teachers and our students know that that space that you talk about Michael mm. is actually okay to sit in mm. chaotic mm. slightly unknown a bit, right. a bit, bit, bit wriggly and, <laughs> it's going to be okay yeah it, it will yeah. Yeah. It's super challenging for some of our mm. students. They want to know, how do I get an A in this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> what yeah. do I need to do? It's a cultural thinking. It's a cultural That's understanding, right. isn't it? That's so, right. Yeah. Because, it, because it extends to teachers as That's well. That's right. And, you know, yeah. how do I make sure that I'm, my, I'm accountable in the way that's defined that I should be accountable? Yeah. Um, Can I just add to that? Mm. Um, also, the transferring of skills and understanding to parents has yeah. been a massive part of yeah. this journey, um, I'm sure, for, for St John's, like for us. So um, how are they capturing the vision and how are they capturing the language of learning? You know, the language of learning has changed so much and so there's a language that sits around this for us and, us, and we're able to take those risks and we're able to sit in that messy space but how do we empower parents to sit in that space too? So yeah. that's been a really big part of the journey. And, you know, a lot of that's drip feeding. Yeah. And understanding the purpose, yes. isn't it? And, Absolutely. You know, and that's where I think you'd be the same good shepherd yeah. at St John's when um, our staff, because in understanding the purpose of why we're doing this for the future, it's not so much for the now. Uh-huh. It's for our future. Absolutely. And uh, the parents have been really, really positive in that space. Mm. You know, they, they get it, mm. and by and large, mm. and are really, really supportive. Mm. Mm. But I think it's hard uh, sometimes in when a 
if, if a parent or even a teacher is not used to a student, if they're going through a process and the student hasn't got the product yes. at the end, but the process has been really powerful, mm. right, and the student has actually learnt a lot in the process, it's just, uh, it's that non-rescuing is what I'm talking mm. about. It's just how we can support the parents and the teachers to say, well, that's actually okay. Yeah. Um, as long as, you know, we support the students to reflect mm -hmm. through the agency mapping um, and what they can do better next time. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's really hard to, to let go of that control and to see your students fail. <laughs> you want the best for them. You want them to have success. Um, but, you know, we have to be modelling that as well. We have to um, take a risk and, and, mm. and make mistakes and mm. show that that's okay and it's the process. It's not always the product at, at yeah. the very end. Oh. Absolutely. So there's a, there's a sort of support that you give to parents in understanding yes. the language and understanding, mm, you know, the process. Um, and I suppose, you know, when we're looking at these complex capabilities that we're developing that happen in all sorts of contexts and there's quite, quite they have, you know, there's, there's very different ways in which they can be expressed and, and applied. Um, how do we work to develop awareness and understanding for, for parents, I suppose, as well as for students and other teachers, you know, about how we recognise when that learning's happened, if it isn't a product, if it isn't an exam result, if it isn't, you know, it, uh, you know. So, so have you found that um, you've also been supporting teachers, um, but, but, but primarily parents, you know, in understanding and recognising where learning's happening in these more, perhaps, dynamic, complex uh, experiences yeah so that comes down yeah we're, we're uh, piloting different ways of doing that mm. um, Michael and it's really really exciting so we've actually got you know in addition to you know your newsletters that go out that talk about uh, the exciting programs that we're doing and and the acquaintance nights in our meetings that talks about the purpose and everything like that so you know setting those foundations have been absolutely critical for us and but in addition to that, once, you know, actually in the journey, mm. how do we coach the parents to be able to have hands off mm -hmm. and to actually let our students sort of go through the process themselves it's, and understand the skills? That's where we needed to have something more visual. Yeah. Um, and that's where our agency maps have come into play. Yeah. And so, uh, and these agency maps uh, are, are different from the Good Shepherds, which is great because we're all more different. Mm. And so ours are very much in kids speak. Yeah. Uh, and they're not sort of graded or anything. They're a conversation starter. Yeah. And so in having a conversation starter, you know, we sit down and we can actually run a video with our conference and how we conference and we can share that with, uh, with the parents. And then when we have our parent meeting, we have our three-way meeting with our parent, student um, and teacher, that agency map where it talks about the skills, right, and the shot, the student has had reflections about, around those skills, the first and second thinking mm. around it. That's been really, really interesting. And so we're in, um, you know, we're very much in a piloting phase mm. at that stage because, again, you know, we've, we've, we've got the skills, we've got the programs. Mm. Okay, we've, you know, we've got the connections with industry and, and university. So now it's really about and we've informed our parent community but it's how do we promote rich conversations with our parents mm -hmm. around mm -hmm. the skills mm -hmm. so that the student has ownership yeah absolutely. and control
Uh, and and, the, yeah. and it's that developing trust in and, yeah, in yeah. in parents that, that this is this is what learning looks like. It Absolutely can look like not. this, and yeah. that this is growth. This is development in your and they in your do child. see it. You mm-hmm. know, it's 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 very clear. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. And how how. Um, Karen, you talked about um, at Good Shepherd using the impact map that we've established in the project, you know, to um, to develop teaching and learning and, you know, and, and learning design and, and, and um, that has also moved into, I think, you know, these looking at ICANN statements to recognise yes, different ways right. in which, you know, skills can be demonstrated by students. Um, have you also engaged with with parents in that way or to develop this this the language or the different ideas of recognizing the learning in that space not so much um, with the impact mapping yet that's our journey in mm-hmm. 2022 but i think around feedback that we give to parents in whatever way that is so whether it's in a portfolio whether it's mm. an academic report just tweaking the way what, what we focus on in that feedback mm. uh, has has become much richer mm-hmm. Uh, having said that, parents don't always, I think, understand that unless you're helping them to understand that and teach them. So you can't just say, give this feedback and, and parents have no idea what it's about. And mm. It needs to link to a purpose mm. and uh, it connected to something. I think something too is, you know, in terms of uh, new families coming in, being able to start using that language mm. right from the, very, from the very outset. So working with... And I am privileged to be able to work with the new foundation families on their transition visits. So with those parents working around our language of learning and what that means Mm. and what that transfers into uh, as their children begin a a journey Mm. of of, um, more academic learning, I guess, from ELC through to the primary school. So Mm. that's exciting because we get parents to work around our learning principles and look at Mm. their accountability and look at that language of learning and give examples about this is what we'll look like in students and this is how it will be lived out and, and this is how it will happen at home. and mm-hmm. So that's really important too. Yeah, that's a, a kind of holistic view of, of the way that learning takes place Absolutely. and not only in school, at mm-hmm. home, outside, yeah. you know, and being able to recognise that um, in a kind of multidimensional way, um, mm-hmm. is, I, I suppose, is what we're, 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 we're talking about. Um, the And the concept of impact for me was that that sort of final empty box <laughs> mm-hmm. in the sequence there was the idea that we would you know we would integrate meta skills we would take lots of different skills from different disciplines and integrate them with complex capabilities general capabilities find spaces that we could you know d- apply those within um, and design those and then the idea is that we we we'd find ways of recognizing that approach um, those, those practices uh, in portfolios in you know many different ways learning conferences and so on and so forth um, but the idea of impact was this was was one that was very much about again a kind of epistemic justice or an equity around learning that that personalizes it so that it's not just about the co- a content based kind of representation in student work you know students reflecting that back and you get a tick but the idea of impact is that it's you know it's different for each student mm-hmm. um it's multi-dimensional with lots of opportunities in the way in which a student could rec- represent and and, and uh, sh- demonstrate their mm-hmm. their skills so how 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 have you interpreted you know that concept of impact in your schools um and and in your learning Okay, so having that really diverse ecosystem. Yeah. 
in a school has been really what it's been about mm. for us. And uh, so, and what that's kind of meant for us is that the impact is that these programs are really, really broad. And they're diverse in their nature and that um, we're allowing teachers and students to take risks within those spaces. Mm. And we don't necessarily know the outcome every time we introduce one of those new um, programs. So in developing a really broad ecosystem has been really, really positive where all students get to participate and that's actually been really critical for us at St John's because um, previous to this um, we'd only have you know, either pockets or we'd actually have students who are in our uh, frequent flyer club sort of do these kind of programs. Uh, but I wanted to sort of touch on, you were talking about that sort of notion, so that um, epistemic equity that mm. we have mm. uh, in, not in, in skills and in knowledge, that's actually been at the foundation and mm. we've actually put that very mm. much firmly into our framework mm. so that you know every, it's equal opportunity for all, it's diverse and not only that, students can show us how they know in such a range of ways mm. and so, so the skills abroad, they allow access at multiple entry points. Mm. The programs are diverse, so we've got a really broad range in our ecosystem, learning ecosystem in our school, but more importantly, for students to show us how they know, um, yeah, we, we, we are training our staff mm. and our students to actually be um, realising that learning can, or, or a product of learning can look different. Mm. And it doesn't always have to be a product. So mm -hmm. it can just be a concept mm. where they actually talk it through. Mm. And that's, um, I feel, really, really transformative, mm. I think, in the education space, mm. do you know? And mm. uh, it's certainly something that I know that in primary schools we, we used to do, but I think we're doing it better now. Mm. And mm. Um, I think we're more open to that sort of concept. And I think in because this project for us has gone from ELC right through to year 12, um, the middle school as well, looking at that concept of showing you, us how you know mm. in a broader sense is still something that we're working on, but I think it's yeah. really powerful. Yeah, and that how do you know is a sort of, you know, the idea around students narrating their learning, like telling the story of their learning and, and connecting and, you the know, key points. And, what does points. that look like? I mean, how does mm. that... Do you, do you have to grade that? Is a conversation mm. enough? Like, mm -hmm. And so what does this look like when you go from high school into university? Mm -hmm. And if you want to get into university... So, I mean, ultimately, we want a citizen who can actually solve problems, don't we? Mm -hmm. You know, in a, in a really broad sense. But mm -hmm. if we're going through a schooling system, which at the moment is still reasonably linear, mm -hmm. you know, you're going through the primary, you're going through the middle school, mm -hmm. you're going to high school, you're going to university, mm -hmm. you know... Um, these are really, really powerful conversations Absolutely. in showing us how you know and yeah. so that it's moderated enough so that um, different systems within the sector yeah. can recognise and value the skills that we're working with the students on. So, it's re yeah, recognising the skills, recognising the learning. Yeah. I think that concept of, you know, is it enough is a really, really important question to keep on interrogating and yeah. understand. Yeah. So what is the minimum kind of viable recognition approach you know in that space right. and how how do you sh how do students um demonstrate those those skills yeah. is Monica? it enough to be impactful just in the classroom mm -hmm. yeah. in the community globally mm -hmm. um and that's i guess where we would like to be heading which is mm. 
dreaming big blue sky mm. thinking mm. Yeah. where we'd like them to head as well but yeah I, I think narrating their um their their agency as mm. well is mm. really important and that's probably something we're um, going to work on mm. in the future too definitely fantastic what does impact mean mm. for good shepherd karen um impact for good shepherd uh, means lots of things. Uh, one of the biggest uh, learnings has been around agency, mm. student agency, and th- that, for want of a better word, it's not a free-for-all. A student agency, you know, is really developing a lot of skills and actually does follow a continuum. If you're looking at a continuum linear or if you're looking at quadrants in an impact map, mm. you know, to be a, a true agent, you have to move in and out of quadrants to be able to show learning, to be able to transfer learning, to be able to show skills and so on. So I think that's been a really big learning coming out of this for us. The impact mm. is that uh, a student will look different and agency can look different for every single mm. child. Mm. And mm. that's exciting because mm. it means... Again, uh, like St John's have just been talking about, but that whole entry and exit points for students around uh, how they learn, who they are as learners, the voice that they have in that learning will look different for each child and that we can't all expect them to sit in the same place either on a continuum and to grow at the same rate. And uh, that's been really great in looking at those those dispositions and those skills mm-hmm. that embed that it's like content not everybody knows everything at the same mm-hmm. level and the same with these skills everybody has a different point of entry and exit mm-hmm. and they move in and out of places so how do we cater for that mm-hmm. and we can't cater for it in the traditional linear model at all um, mm-hmm. We're just doing a disservice to our to our amazing kids. We just can't do it mm. like that. Mm. So we've got to be brave and courageous. Mm. Absolutely, and that and that you know it, we're we're trying to take hold of something that uh, that that is the nature of learning, which yes. is that it's it's not linear. It's mm. it, it moves mm. in all sorts of directions at different points in time for different people. Um, so to be able to recognise that that sort of organic, mm-hmm. um, you know, slightly chaotic experience sometimes mm. um, is is really important um as a group of schools involved in the project um how how have you how has your sort of collaboration journey um happened over the three years so what if you could describe that to me that would be really interesting to 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 hear about um karen if you sure um because we're all in unique situations and contexts, it's been lovely to sit back and just see what people are doing, number one. Mm-hmm. Go, oh, wow, that's a good idea. Oh, oh, my goodness, we do have it okay if that's what they're struggling with. And, you know, it's been really empowering for us in that way just to see that our journey is okay mm-hmm. <laughs> and where we're taking our students and our learning is is fine because that's who we want to be. Mm-hmm. I've loved the conversations and the way that in our Metapraxis sessions we've been thrown into the deep end with some schools that we would not normally probably have those conversations with. That's been a, a really great learning for our team. I think the conversations post our sessions where schools have contacted us and said, can we have a talk about this? Can you, do you mind showing me this? Can I bring my leadership team to look at this? Or, you know, I'm having a problem in this area. You know, have you got some ideas for me? Or, you know, I'm just following up on what you talked about last time. Those conversations have been terrific. And so um, that's been really valuable. And the other really great thing that we did, I don't know, when we made our video, 
Yeah. And we had to video and we did it with another school. That was really empowering too and it was really encouraging. So it was encouraging and empowering for us, but it was also a really good way to encourage another school on their journey. And mm. I look back at that video now and, um, you know, I laugh when I see the fear on some of our staff's faces as they, had to, they all had to speak and they all had to say something and share that journey. But then to also remember how they could encourage the team members of another school was just as important. Yeah. It's been a really lovely reciprocal mm. process. Yeah, absolutely, and that, and and in a way, there was, there were quite a different school. I think yes. it was Pembroke, wasn't it? Yes. But sort of yes. in terms of the school, yes. um, the dynamic, the they were an R twelve school compared to you yes. know. So, and and I think you're right. That that's really important. I think to pick up on is that opportunity there is in narrating it, like that that modelling that narration, mm -hmm. modelling the sharing mm -hmm. of a process and the sharing of the ups and downs of a learning process, to be able to encourage and support someone else who is different, you know, who has a different dynamic or a different process, a different approach. Um, I, I agree, that was, it was really rich to, to see. St John's, um, your, your journey of collaboration, how, how, how do you see that um, from your perspective? Veronica, do you, do you want to? Yeah, similar to Karen as well, it was great to um, be part of a, a, a big group um, of, of schools from different contexts. Um, and everyone's journey has been different and to realise that that's okay, that mm. we're a different school, different context, that's perfectly fine. Um, but then being able to share ideas, scaffold, brainstorm um, has been fantastic too. Um, and, you know, everyone's been great about sharing too. Mm. It's not, ultimately it's not about um, our school, it, it's about as educators we want our students to be able to do the best that they can. Um, so it hasn't been, you know, we haven't sort of kept things to ourselves and yeah. um, that's been, yeah, really important. So we collaborated with Annesley and um, have, have gone to both campuses to see um, what um, each other has, has done and, and that's been really useful too. Mm. Um, and, um, yeah, we've been able to bounce ideas off each other and, um, you know, it's, it's great to get out of your little community or little group um, and yeah, you increase your ecosystem. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Joanne. And that notion of the greater good, the purpose of why we're doing it. We're not just doing it, um, you know, for our own school, we're actually doing it for a community. Um, and, and I think that's, you know, if you always keep that at um, the heart of the reason why we do things, uh, for us to have a better community and, you know, to help solve these bigger problems mm. that we do, that we are facing, mm -hmm. it's uh, been really, really nice and it's been very, very easy to be able to speak and collaborate with other mm. schools, get mm. different perspectives and piggyback off each other's thinking and, and being okay with that. And it's just, it's just been really, really exciting. It's yeah. just been, um, I feel it's been a privilege to hear other people's stories. Mm. And, and the way that they respond to us has been equally humbling. So, uh, and that's very, very, you know, very genuinely said, it's been a really great experience. Yeah, fantastic. Mm. And, and, and would you, would you recognise another metapraxis, would you recognise <laughs> another metapraxis school if you, if you met one? If you see what I mean. <laughs> well, you know, I think the, the journey that we've kind of... The, the fact that we're so reflective now mm. and, you know, we're very, very mindful and very much in this space. So whenever you hear 
uh, other educators speak, you, your antennae do go up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, yes. and that's a great thing. And that's really positive. But then in that same space, if we speak to educators who are not in that space, yeah. then we are all about gently supporting and helping them come on board. Mm, because, mm. again, if we think of that greater good, it's not just about our school. It's mm. about all the students mm. across the spectrum. So, yeah, yeah. Mm. absolutely. Great. Well, last last little um, question, and then we'll 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 close. Um, so, just thinking about what meta practice has sort of you know been for you in your school, um, if you could just outline what the the next steps are for you. What where do you see this work uh, going, continuing, um, Karen? Sure. For us, a good shepherd, Michael, will be moving very much into the mapping of the um, of those skills, especially around agency communication and collaboration. Mm. They're the three areas we would really love to map. Um, map That will start with staff mapping themselves um, so then they can actually get a feel for the language and how that works and then, then they will begin mapping the students and then with the intention, of course, of students being able to map themselves mm. and to reflect on themselves in, in those areas. And out of that, gosh, that would be so amazing to be able to then do continue that journey with parents yeah so yeah. I think they're the big they're the big ones we have got our framework we've got a language of learning we've got a way to reflect we've got a um, we've, we've got a process uh, we know what's most important for us and what we value the most around our learning principles we have those I can statements I am statements and from there now it's over to the staff and students. Mm, mm. Mm. It's that really pushing agency yes. so that so that students are directing their yes. not only their own learning but almost the recognition process as well to be able to say, This is where I feel I've had impact in my learning. Mm. Absolutely. You know, yeah. And how exciting it's been when teachers come and they say we can't wait for that part. And mm. we go, Oh yay! <laughs> Whoa, it's a great journey. Yeah. Let's celebrate, lots to celebrate. Yeah, fantastic thank fantastic you. thank you um and st john's where next for you uh, well i guess as a classroom teacher um just improving the program um allowing students to narrate their their skills their journey a little bit more going across disciplines a little little mm. bit more um and then i guess as a whole whole school really it's the the impact the um mapping the i can statements yeah um, and then also with the enterprise space too. So we very much want to, we just want to sort of consolidate all our programs, the really rich programs we mm. put in. I think we're pretty good in that space. We, um, the agency maps with the ICANN statements with our students, we just want to just keep making sure that uh, they are meaningful. And then when we have the, uh, the you know, those conversations with the parents that we just keep improving on how we can actually do that. Mm. Uh, uh, we need to ensure that our link with industry becomes stronger. We can't. We are so excited about partnership that we have with uh, Flinders Uni and being having having a really authentic pathway for our students who actually go through this process to go right through. Mm. I mean, we can't wait mm. for that to actually sort mm. of happen. We're really, really biting at the bit. We've got even one of our parents who've actually set up a, kid, a kidpreneur camp to support parents and students on this sort of journey. Mm. So that's all waiting for us in 2022. And um, it's really exciting. It's, it's We can't wait. It's 
it's bring it on. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> you know, Fantastic. And, and, and I think uh, getting in more, getting in more entrepreneurs and mm. and those conversations of what does learning look like and mm. show us how you know in different ways. Mm. It's it's really rich. It's been a really good process. And thanks, Michael, thank for you, Michael. setting this up for us. Well, thank you. It's mm. been a real pleasure um, to work with you. Um, as you might expect, I've got I've been learning along the way, and and, and that's. Mm. That was absolutely is always intended for me in my yeah. teaching. That's that's yeah. what I'm trying to sort of model, I guess. So for me, yeah. it's been a really rich experience as well. And learning from you mm. um, in the work that you're doing has been fabulous. Mm. So thank that's you very great. much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Very exciting. Thank you.